Hey, it's Last Name Good here. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about Lander. That's Lander.com, L-A-N-D-R.com. They do audio mastering, but not in a way that you're really expecting. Uh, mastering makes your music sounds polished and professional. You need it, you know, if you want to compete in, in the arena, the big arena of music. So uh, using an engineer, you know, it can cost anywhere between 150 bucks to 10000 a song, honestly. But Lander Audio has made an algorithm that does the same thing for a fraction of the cost. Actually, about $4 a month is where it's starting at. So it's the fastest, the cheapest, best option on the market. And they make your music sound accessible to everyone. It works by using artificial intelligence to analyze your track, and then it performs the same process and steps as a real engineer would use. So you can try it for free and to be a supporter of the Straight Out the Den podcast. So here's how you can do it. Uh, go to join.lander.com. So that's join.lander.com slash S-O-D-D. You go in there, you're going to get two free waves of your master. If you want to know what it really sounds like, check out this audio clip and let me know your thoughts. Now, what you're hearing right now is an unmastered track compared to a, a professional master track. Mastering in the final boost and polishing music needs to sound radio ready. Usually, you know, like I said, mastering can cost anywhere between 150 bucks to 10,000 per song, depending on the engineer, of course. But what you've just heard right now is mastered by Lander using the artificial intelligence. And all you have to do is go to lander.com. Once again, use my promo code join.lander.com slash SODD. You're going to go there, try mastering your own music for free today. Join.lander.com dot com slash s-o-d-d landers l-a-n-d-r we greatly appreciate it and look you're not just doing me a favor and i'm not the only person that vouched for it disney warner music nas everyone's favorite mc at some point and a ton of others but i personally use it and i personally vouch for it so once again to be a supporter of the Straight Out the Damn podcast, go to join.lander, that's L-A-N-D-R dot com slash S-O-D-D. We here right now, Straight Out the Damn podcast. Um, I'm your host, last name Good, and we're doing something new this year, uh, right? New year, new podcast, new energy. And, um, you know, I wanted to open up the line for conversation. Like, we always try to make sure that we're interacting with the people. And so I figure what better way to do that than do it in real time and, um, like, have a conference line. So... I can't, I don't know who it is. I see your phone number, man, but um, whoever has the 678 number, who, who are you? State your name and uh, let the people know who you are. What's going on? This is Scoops McGee representing the winning team and straight out the den uh, content contributor as well as a producer, singer, and uh, songwriter uh, coming out of New Jersey via Atlanta. Oh, what's going on, Spooks, man? I didn't even know that was you on the line, bro. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. That's what's up, man. All right, we got a 404 number. Yo, 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 this your boy, B.O. Taiwan from the west side of Atlanta. Oh, man, Taiwan in the building. What's good, Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is like a family reunion. This is definitely like a family reunion. I was telling Theo, I texted him the other day and was like, man, um, he got a record with with Truth Hayes that's crazy. Oh yeah. yeah, we working, man. Oh yeah, I know you working. Oh man, I know you working. 
I definitely got some stuff. I got um, a little shit in the I got a little shit in the pocket too. Something okay. uh, I'm oh, holding yeah. on to. Yeah, folks got a hit on his hand too. Yeah, yeah. I heard that verse as a matter of fact. I just thought about that. Yeah. I got all the music, man. I just I just keep it tucked until it's time for it to come out, man. So how y'all yeah, how y'all cool. doing, man? So uh Theo, Theo, you got a couple of things. First off, congratulations on um being nominated for EP of the year, indie EP of the year via straight out the den. Man, congratulations. Thanks, thanks, thanks straight out the den for that, man. Greatly appreciated. Oh yeah, man. It's all love, bro. It's all love. So um I know you got something else in in the works too. Tell us a little bit about that. What you got going on? Yeah, man, I'm pushing my my new single dropping next Friday, January 26th, Sunday Gospel, and I'm actually shooting a music video for that this weekend, Saturday. Um, it's gonna be a couple of locations, but everybody, anybody want to come out? You have to come out to Morehouse at 4:30, man. We're gonna we gonna get it live at, on Morehouse campus, man. Get a good vibe going. But yeah, we got that, and then some following real good soon after that too. So we working. Okay, all good, all good. That's what's up, man. Spooks, what you got going on, man? It was a snow day, man? Snow day, you was in the house? Cool, snow day, man. You know uh, what I'm saying? Trying to cram all the work I can. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fuck that job is the motto. Oh, so man. While I don't work, I'm trying to work on my passion and my movement, you know? Right, right. Talk about the passion, though, man. So I know I know personally what you do, but, you know, for the people that don't know, uh, talk to them a little bit about what you got going on and, and, and the energy that you bring in. And I know that you're working on something special, too. Yes, yes. I don't know if I'm ready to announce it yet because it's uh, kind of in the early stages, but oh, definitely I'm trying to put together a new project. Um, I'm thinking about going for the, uh, the name Uncomfortable, and it's going to be executive produced by uh, your last name Good. He's a really talented producer. You ever heard of this guy? Um, I would be <laughs> modest if I said that I haven't, but uh, yeah, I heard of him. <laughs> I heard of that guy. He's he's a pretty cool cool guy, man. From from my understanding, just from my understanding. <laughs> but yeah, the goal is to make everyone uncomfortable, man. Because honestly, um, it's not in a, it's not in a. Well, I'm from Jersey, man. We make people uncomfortable. That's our thing. If you're Jamaican or you West Indian or you from uh, up top, you know, you you make people uncomfortable. But you do it in a way where it's endearing. You know, mm. like you're doing it because you want them to understand that you care about them as a person and you're not you don't have time to sugarcoat them so you know that's 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 where i'm going to go about this project it's going to be a lot of issues that uh most people don't want to talk about but i'm going to i'm going to do it in a way that's going to make everyone uh you know shift in their seat a little bit that's dope man that's dope so like i said i open up the you know this conference call line man for people like you know if you got questions concern anything i really just wanted to interact with the people a little bit more man sometimes i'd be on this thing and i feel like i'm just talking so i wanted to kind of you know make sure that that wasn't the case uh going forward so you well, know like I said, I had, some stuff oh go ahead yeah i had a question i wanted to input into the conversation you know i might right. not be able to stay for the whole time oh good but um i wanted to know why do you think it's so hard right for independent artists to get out of this you know fuck shit like why do they like the, you know all the things that we do but I, I even was guilty of doing it at one point. Mm -hmm. When did we stop doing it? Like posting remixes to people's songs, like, you know, doing um, mixtapes that ain't going nowhere, you know, putting out really shitty artwork, you know what I'm saying? Not really taking uh, the initiative to really try to be an artist, you know, and, you know, uh, you know, tagging people on Facebook and, you know, all the things that we know we see as a, firsthand, you know, that we know... Uh, is detrimental to an artist's growth. Why? Why is it so hard for them to let go of those things? Um, honestly, man, I, the, the easiest answer to that is that they just don't know. 
right? Like you really got to go through that learning process and that learning curve to understand that that's not the way to go. It's kind of like, um, you know, it's, it's like your war wounds in, in a sense. You know what I mean? Like um, sometimes you, you might feel that you're doing before you have real true direction, you just kind of wing it and, and go as you please and try to figure out, oh, is this the way to go? And along that, yeah. you end up running into those pitfalls and figuring out like, oh, man, the reason why nobody's, you know, adding my music is because the first thing they open up is crappy artwork. And so if I have crappy artwork, they're not even going to be entitled to listen to the rest of the record because they're like, if this guy don't take his artwork serious, then, you know what I mean? Why why would I listen to the record? And you know what? I, I think what really happens is I don't think artists intentionally have bad artwork. Uh, we we actually had an episode where we talked about artwork, but I think the bulk of it is is just the resources. Like you don't have the right resources, so you get the the, the closest person to you that has a little bit of skill of artwork, and you let them do it. And it it's not always the best case, you know what I mean? And, and sometimes it takes yeah you know a couple of bad artwork projects put out for people to realize like man like what is it? And then as soon as you switch up and do something creative artwork wise all of a sudden the emails get opened up and, and the links get clicked a little bit more. It's, I mean, it's a long game, but I think the, the, the quickest answer to your question, bro, is honestly, it's just, it's a lack of, of knowing a lack of knowledge and you kind of have to go through that process. Unfortunately, you have to go through it and going through it, you'll end up in, in the best side of it. But unfortunately, while you're going through it, you're going to rub a lot of people wrong and you got to kind of rebuild those relationships and rebuild that trust. Yeah. Because nobody wants to be spam on Facebook, bro, with like tag in the same tag <laughs> with like 900 other people. Nobody wants that. Yeah. At all. And I just honestly, I think what you're saying is true, that it is the lack of knowledge, but some people are stuck in their ways. I literally had a back and forth with some indie artists who do this tagging 99 people and other things. Um, and you know they were trying so hard to justify it. They they would not like let it go. They were like, well, it worked for some people. It worked for some people. You can't name ten people off the top of your head that it worked for. You're just saying it. <laughs> yeah, I mean the tagging, man. It it is a slippery slope because it's all about your audience, bro. Like honestly, like for me, and I don't know how y'all feel, but when it comes to Facebook, right? I. I mm -hmm. I got on Facebook when I was in college, when it was only for college kids, right? So when I got on Facebook I remember I remember that. Rutgers University. Man, I just I just remember when they added high school students and I was looking at that like, man, this is some fugazi at this point. I don't even really want to be on Facebook. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and so it's personal. Like right now, if somebody add me on Facebook, I, if you're not like family or we've had like a face-to-face -face conversation more than once, it's a good chance that you're probably just going to sit there for a while because I just, for in my head, I, I, I equate Facebook to family. You know what I mean? Unless it's like a personal artist page, then it's different if you're on the artist page. But my personal page, bro, like if I don't really like know you, know you, it's going to be a good chance that we're not going to have like the greatest conversation or it might take a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> What you got going on over there, Theo? Man, I'm talking up your game, man. I, I, I feel spooks on the, on the tag and on Facebook. I feel like it uh it started to be detrimental. I feel like when it first started, that was a good look, like the Soldier Boy era. Right, right, um, right. But I feel like that's over-saturated. And so people, like, when it first started, people would give people a listen, 
Like, who is this? Oh, they doing music? Oh, who is that? I didn't know they did music. But you click so many and it was so trash. Mm. Now people are like, okay, spam, off rip. It's like spam, off rip. So they, they really made it hard for like me or Spooks, you know, Jay Coop, somebody try to really put something on somebody's page. And we got quality content. People have marketed spam just because so many people before them, before mm. us, you know, put something on their page and it was whack. Like the, um, I went to J. Cole concert when he was here for um, Forest Hill Drive and he told the story about how like the dude was in his DM every day. Like, <laughs> check out my SoundCloud, check out my SoundCloud for like months. And he said he finally did it. And it was trash. He said, I ain't listening to no more. Man. <laughs> so, I mean, it was and it was trash. I, I was like, damn, I want to be in Dreamville DM too. Yeah, see. But, it's um, unfortunate, bro. What's the name? Uh, um, what's the name? Um, Earth Gang, they got in there. <laughs> yeah. That, that happened. <laughs> Earth Gang definitely got in there. The whole Spillage Village in there, man. Shout out to them. Shout out to Earth Gang and Spillage Village. They yeah. really, you know, they've been on the ground for a minute, man. So I'm happy to see the progression and to see that they, they're in, I, I feel they're in the right place. I think they're in the right place with being on Dreamville. Like, that just seemed like a good situation. You know what I mean? Just, just on the surface. So, yeah, I definitely I definitely get it, man. Um, Something I wanted to ask y'all, like, being two indie artists that, and, and I think for the most part, both of y'all have a, a, a sense of what you want to do musically. I don't think you guys are still trying mm-hmm. to search for who you are as an artist. I think y'all both both know. But like, what has been the what has been the the biggest obstacle for both of y'all? Starting with Spooks. Um, well, for me, it's um, making sure that I don't I can contain my um, uh, creative energy. Mm. Um, as a creative person, you end up being so creative that it becomes your downfall. So, uh, what I'm trying to figure out is like basically, uh, I can say I can liken my my creativity to maybe like some kind of a fire that's already been ignited. Okay. And now, me being the firefighter, I have to put, you know put away en- enough of the fire so that I can contain. A small portion of it and utilize it for something greater. Hmm. But that's the that's the challenge. It's me containing the essence of the fire that's necessary, Contain. so that I can utilize it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. No. I I get. It. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what I what I gather from that, and you can let me know if I'm right or wrong. You are somebody that has a lot of ideas, and those ideas can sometimes play to your detriment because. It's kind of hard to get a lot of stuff done when you you're super creative and you want to. Basically, the execution lacks because you have so many ideas that you want to try to get out. Yeah, Fresh Ali posted a picture on his um, Facebook page where it was like songs that I've already. Re- it's one of those memes where the girls walking by with the dude and the dude's looking back at the girl on her butt and the girls looking at him like, "What you looking at her butt for? You seen that meme before?" Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Anyway, it, it's a funny, it's a funny image. It, it, the point is, that's how it is with me. It's like I got a, a good thing going, but I want to go to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so look, um, Theo, I want to ask you the same question, but bro, I just happened to look at this, and, and I gotta, I gotta say this on the podcast right now. Atlanta rapper Jeezy sells stake of Tequila Company to multi-billion-dollar global spirits brand, corporate thugging. <laughs> 
Hey, shout out to Young, man. Young gonna level it up on us for real. Wow. I don't even know what the numbers are on it, but that's crazy. That's what's up, Snow. Jesus done made some money. Multi billion dollar deal. Y'all thought he was just y'all thought he was just trapping, man. Jesus done came up some more. That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, Theo, I'm sorry, man. I just saw that. Like I, I had I, I just no, saw that. Yeah. Yeah, that is wild. So yeah. No man. Wow. So well, uh yeah, same same question for you though, Theo. My app is probably cliche, mm-hmm. but it's the most important thing is uh fans. Mm. And it's not necessarily it is it's seeing the people so that I can keep the people. Once they hear my music, right. I feel like I got them. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's getting to that point where they hear your music. And it's like, do I, you don't know if you should do shows, if you should promote on Instagram. Right, you right. To, should you pay a DJ? Should you pay, you know what I mean, somebody on the radio? Like, how do I do it so that more people can even know who I am? Because I was like, so many people, so many artists, who are out here right now that I know every artist that's on once people under them like these are my little niggas I'm pulling up these are my, some young artists I found me the dopest thing out mm-hmm. and how do I get to just one of them knowing Theo Taiwan all I need is one of them just one you know what I'm saying right I'm not gonna use them and not utilize their their uh, mentorship and their connects like I'm not gonna get with somebody and like want them to like drive the vehicle like I'm gonna drive the vehicle you can be the passenger seat. You know, I mean, you tell me where to go, but I'm driving it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I just I just need to know how do you, I feel like that's the hardest point, how to get seen by, by people. I feel like that's the hardest way, you know, in the indie circuit. We want to build up our fan base, but that's so hard because I feel like, like I say this all the time, me being 26, I'm speaking to 26-year-olds, 27, 30. Right. You know what I mean? In that area, I'm not speaking to the Yachty, so I'm not tripping off their music. And um, I'm not really, I can't really comprehend what Jay Z's talking about because I'm speaking to what's going on right now in 26. So right, right, I feel right. like even with my girl, her her friends, they're not going to really support other indie artists unless they personally know them. And even then, it's kind of you know suspect. But it's like when you get on the radio, it's like, a like different that. game. Like, like Jacquees been buzzing forever. I know Jacquees since high school. Mm-hmm. He was a young kid. But until he got that radio play, they like, who's Jacquees? I'm like, Jacquees been out here, but y'all wasn't really on him. He could have blew, you know, back years ago when he was 16. I don't know how he is now, but I know even his teens doing it with Ethan right. and him. And I'm like, if, if everybody would just support, like, when you see him, like, when you're in class and, and come up, it would be, it would make it so much easier because that's who I'm speaking to. Right, right. Like, I don't want to dumb down my music and speak to a crowd yeah. I'm not speaking to because that's the crowd that's that would put you for a show at Crucial quicker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I want to speak to the people. Yeah. Man, well, you know... Theo, I think the way that, that you get over that... I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, you good, go ahead. I oh, I, I do want to say... I think that... The, one sec, was I do want to say we got somebody else that just joined the call, too. Uh, 425. Okay. Um, state your name, man. Uh, and we right now, we're just asking about the uh, the biggest pitfall as, a, as an independent artist right now. Yeah, it's uh, G Four Joey, man. Oh, what's going on, G Four? Appreciate you for joining, bro. G Four, going on. But yeah, Swoops, Swoops, what, what, um, what were you saying now? 
I was saying, Theo, I think that the way that you can get over that is to become someone that's connecting to the people. Uh, I think as indie artists, we become so detached, um, trying to get on, quote unquote. And yeah. um, what I what I noticed is the most effective marketing is to like literally become, not become a community person, but just like like to insert yourself into the community in a way where you actually impact the community positively, mm. and people would actually want to you know want to listen to you and support you because you are valuable to them. So I would do things like I would get local businesses to sponsor, uh, you know, releases, or I would, you know, go to local barbershops and just talk to people for an hour and just tell them about things. And, you know, every once in a while you come across somebody who's doing something. And, you know, I think that that organic reach is really what's most effective, you know, just being in the community. Um, go to school one day, talk to the kids, that kind of thing. I'll, I'll piggyback on that, yeah, Theo, yeah. and, and uh, just really say that, the thing about this this music industry, bro, the honest the honest answer is that there's no formula, right? So there's no, I can't tell you how to become successful in the music business. I can give yeah. you I can give you the tools, and you can utilize yeah. those tools. But you know what what may take me six months may take the next man two years. You know what I mean? And, and so there's no true formula. Like if I wanted to be a doctor, I know I got to go. You know to school. I got to go to med school. You know, I know my 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 trajectory, and I know the the path that I need to take. But when it comes to music, you know, there's people that that have worked. We'll take Two Chains for example. Two Chains had record labels. He, you know, he was in groups. He did mixtapes. But it took for him to be in his mid thirties to finally pop. And once he popped, he had a plan in place. You know what I mean? So, um, the the long story short is you just got to keep working and. I, you, I can tell you different things that you can try, but ultimately the the, main, the most important thing is to number one, find out who your audience is. Like we've had conversations on this podcast about finding your avatar and, and that's very simply put, figuring out to the T what your fan looks like. So it's like whether they're male, female, black, brown, yellow, how old are they, you know, where they grew up, your typical fan and, and, and narrow it down to the T. Like, I mean, all the way down to, what kind of clothes they like to wear. Like you really got to get that detail. And what, what that really helps by doing that is you start to only focus on those types of people. So it kind of, it, it gives you tunnel vision in a sense. So instead of focusing on, let's say a high school crowd, right? But if you, if you figure out that your, your audience is 24 to, to, to 28, then now you're looking at people fresh out of college. So now your your you know your focus is, is completely different. If you know that your your base are college graduates, it makes no sense for you to be hanging out at a high school trying to do shows. You know what I mean? And not saying that you can't yeah. eventually go there and do those types of shows, but early on you got to figure out that base because just like you said with Jacquees, plenty of people knew Jacquees, and I guarantee every person that was a true fan of his has the same story that you just said. Like, why didn't he pop back then? We, these songs are old. We know all this stuff. It happens with every artist like that. There's going to be people right now to say, I remember when Theo was in Pag Lounge. Why y'all just not getting up on him? Y'all tripping. I remember the records like got a blow. Like I remember gray area. They're going to, it's going to be people in your circle. That's going to be like, Oh man, y'all late. Y'all like two, three years behind. Like I have these projects, you know what I'm saying? So that stuff, it happens, bro. But you know, ultimately, you just have to to really keep going and fine tune and, you know, take peel some layers off once you learn some stuff 
and add some things and take some things away and, and kind of keep going and, until you get to that point. And believe it or not, when you finally get in that position of that feels like success to you, you're going to still have room mm. to grow again. You know what I mean? Like J. Cole, if we look up all the way up until when J. Cole got signed, like we look at for most, uh, and we'll say for the masses, the masses heard J. Cole on Blueprint 3, right? That's that's pretty much the introduction to J. Cole for the for the majority of people. Yeah. So you go from that point up to now, there's a completely different J. Cole that we're looking at. We're going from clean cut, basketball playing, you know what I mean? Like sitting on the sideline to activists almost. You know what I mean? So like a, a recluse activist where we at right now. So you're going to evolve as an artist as time goes on. You just got to figure it out as you go and, and take some stuff here and take some stuff there and kind of turn it into your own thing. G four man, um, did you have, do you have any anything that you wanted to ask uh, as far as pitfalls as an artist? We might might have covered it before you get on the call, but we'll still go over it if you have a question. Um, I mean, honestly, man, right now, I, it's not really me asking anything um, as of right now because I probably will have a question because um, somebody's probably gonna comment on this after I speak on it. But I just have a problem with me being as active as I should be mm-hmm. on social media with the promotion and everything, like only because I have a nine to five, like I have two jobs, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Cause I got to buy the beats. I got to, you know, actually pay for the promotion, all that stuff. So, you know, once I get off or once I get done writing this song, you know, I get in the studio or whatever, you know, and I, I really, Say, you know, this is what I got going on when I'm headed there or while I'm there or when I'm leaving, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I'm so focused on I don't really have, you know, time in my mind because I'm not thinking about it, you know, just giving, right. giving, like, two, three minutes out of my time to be like, yo, I got X dropping on X date, you know what I'm saying? So, right, right. Yeah. Hey, like good, can I, can, I, can I mention something to him about that real quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know how big corporations like outsource work to other yeah. countries? Yeah. Why don't yeah. you outsource your social media? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were thinking about this. Why don't you pay someone? Free? Yeah, they have like people who, you know, will manage your account for a day for $10. You know, the people who, right, you right. know, you know, will manage an account for three hours for $10 an hour. You know, like it's real work out there. People that are looking for work, looking for money. Outsource your your social media account. That's what I think you should do. If you don't have the time right. to do it, and you can afford thirty dollars to pay for somebody to do it for three hours. Why not? That's um right. that's yeah, that's it. that's actually some solid advice there. Um, I'll I'll piggyback Thanks. on that and Thanks, just bitch. say Good. that um, even before that step, bro, like it seems to me your biggest issue is more so time management, and um, the the key with time management, man, is just you really have to account for your 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 whole day like i um this is thing and with, with finances uh i don't know if you you may or may not have heard of dave ramsey but he has a um he has a concept where you have to have a zero balance um budget and essentially what that means is that you're accounting for every dollar so if you get three thousand dollars at the end of the month you need to account for all 3000 of those dollars in a budget, meaning, you know, rent, bills, 
you know, money, you, you know, shopping and going out to eat. But at the end of the day, it should be zero when you do your budget. So it's, it's like you're accounting for every dollar, gas, all of that. And so I, I say that right. to kind of parallel that with time, time management, like figuring out every minute of your day. And, and I, I know it sounds extreme and you might not be able to do it initially, but the bulk of it, if you work two jobs, right, if you know every day that I work one job for eight hours and then the next job I'm working for, uh, let's just say seven hours. So that's 15 hours in a day. And let's say that, okay, so after that, you got, what, nine hours left in the day. Okay. Right. So you're looking at you have nine hours to play with. And really, if we want to just chuck it off to travel time, you've probably been on the road for an hour and a half of that. So really, you have about seven and a half hours. All right. And in between that, you're probably going to want to eat. You probably want to sleep. Let's just chuck out five hours for sleeping and all the rest of that. So now you're working with two and a half hours for your day to do something that you love to do if you really love to do it. So even if that's like and, and sometimes we get caught up in like, man, I don't have enough time. Well, if you have 30 minutes, just take 30 minutes to write rhymes for, for one day. Like on Monday, I have 30 minutes. So for 30 minutes, I'm going to have uninterrupted time of just writing. Then on Tuesday, I'm going to have 30 minutes of uninterrupted time to just sort through beats. Then Wednesday, I got 30 minutes to, to practice mm. this record. Then on Thursday, I'm recording this record. And on Friday, mm. I'm focusing on getting this record mixed. and all, You know what I'm saying? But ultimately, what you're going to have to do is put more time into what you love. But while you don't have that luxury right now, just really maximize all of those small moments. Like for me, bro... I thought mm -hmm. I had great time management. Then I had a kid and then I had to learn that, oh man, I really got to figure out how to manage time. Like I realized that me sitting on the sofa for 30 minutes looking at TV was a waste of time. And like, so I had to figure that out where I thought I had good time management. We have a kid, kids take up time. Like spooks, you know this, but they take right. up time. It's, it's like, there's mm -hmm. nothing around it. They need you and that's, that's it. So they take up time. And so you have to figure out, like, right now I'm recording the podcast at 10 o'clock. I normally would record the podcast, like, in the afternoon. But my daughter's asleep. So now I can record. You see what I'm saying? So it's like you have to <laughs> yeah, shuffle your life it. around and, and figure out the best way to do all of those things, man. But ultimately, it just comes down to time management, bro. But you, you will have to make a choice. I'm not going to lie to you. I can't sugarcoat it. You're going to have to make a choice at some point to put more time into what you love if you really love it and want to do it. Right. For sure. Uh, we I got Thanks a lot for that. Oh, yeah, no doubt. We got another caller just came in, um, 770-298, man. State your name, tell the people who you are, where you from. Man, it's uh, Jay Coop from Atlanta. Oh, man, what up, Coop? Oh, nigga, I'm rich. Right. What's that job? We got so, Jay Coop. We got Jay Coop in the building, man. What's good with you, brother? Yeah. We're talking about time management right now, pitfalls of an of a independent artist. We got Spooks McGee on the line. We got G4 on the line. We got Theo Taiwan on the line, man. And we got the great Coop. Okay. okay. This this feels like a a, a nice little, little conference line going on right now, man. I, I like where yeah, this man. is going. Definitely like where this is going. But, yeah, Coop, I mean, you know, you can chime in. Any... um. <laughs> pitfalls that you've seen as uh, that you had to deal with as an artist uh coming up up, up in the game um i guess just really learning and um uh, and applying what you know uh, i mean you know you come in and 
you know, a lot of times you might not have proper direction. So it's a, it's a, a thing of trial and error. Right. Until you, until you get it right. Um, but, you know, that just comes down to, um, to studying and, uh, and patterning yourself after the right people. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, uh, Somebody cooking. I don't know who that is, man. Is that is that Spooks? Spooks, Spook, put well, put your phone on mute. I, I, I thought my phone was on mute. I'm sorry. I was trying to grab this coffee. <laughs> I knew it had to be Spooks. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but okay, cool. Yeah, fit it, fit it. <laughs> Spooks a trip. Man. <laughs> but it's, uh, again, my bad, dog. You can edit that out, right? Yeah, no, you good. You good. No. Uh, but it's, it's a lot of ways out here, you know, to, to learn, man. Um, I mean, you know, all the, a lot of information online. Uh, so a lot of times you can look at artists that you, uh, that you look up to, uh, you know, as they talk about their experiences in interviews and, and whatnot. And, you know, that's a good way to learn uh, or really just asking somebody, um, you know, the best, the proper way to do things but you know it all comes back to trial and error and right. applying what you learn and i mean you got to get smart eventually or you know you remain in the same spot absolutely now i agree with that 100 yeah. percent. at some point you do have to smarten up and and but you know on, on top of all of that you have to understand that what works for one person won't necessarily work for you and so that I, I, that's why i like right. the point you said about the trial and the yep. error because you know, it's just some tactics that, like, I think Nipsey Hussle is a big influence right now. You look at your Freddie Gibbs, you look at um, your Ryan Leslie's, people like that that are really proven that they can work on the independent grind, um, even currency, you know. Some of those things that they're doing won't necessarily work for, a you know, a more polished act. Um, you know, people that might want to be in front of 30,000 people what currency is doing probably won't work in your favor if your goal is to be in front of 30,000 people. Currency is cool with, you know, performing in front of those 2,000 people two to three times a week. You know what I'm saying? And he's right. he's cool in that space and he can move around in that space. But if you, if you have Kanye West dreams, then you might want to look at some of the things that Kanye West did and you might have to, you know, pattern yourself a little bit differently than somebody that's not on that level, so to speak. So. Absolutely yeah. get that. Um, what? Uh, go ahead. But I, I, think, I, think, I don't know. I think it could be. The, I don't know what kind of crowds Tech Nine rocking in front of, but uh, I know Run the Jewels do a pretty big crowd. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Tech Nine's crowds, from what I've seen, they they're pretty sizable, bro. So, like he got his own type of fan base. You know what I mean? So, right. It's. Yeah. I, I feel I, like it's really dependent upon because. I think I was talking to Div the other day, and he was just like, you just got to figure out what you want to do with it, mm. you know, and, yeah. and your aspirations as far as how how far you want to take it. And for me, I just want to take it as far as my passion and my love for music in general will take me, you know what I mean? Like, right. I, don't, I don't really care about the money. That's secondary for me. I'm doing this because it's something that I love, like, you know, so that's that's what I'm concerned about. No, those yeah. are good. Those are good points. Definitely good points. Um, you know, th th this is a a tough game. 
Um, and, and I call it a game because it is like there's no way you want to put around it. It does end up being a game. You're going to have some some good times. You're going to have some rough times. But at the end of the day, you, you learn how to play the game and you learn how to focus and you figure out your own way. And time is always the factor. Like you have people that have been in this game for forever that that are just now seeing some success. And you have some people that's been in the game for six months that, that have records like on the radio. So it's all about what's your end yeah. goal. Like, do you want to be here for 20 years and, and be, I, I mean, I'll speak for everybody here. I feel like everybody in this room right now would be okay with making a hundred thousand dollars a year off of their music. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, of course, making a million is great, but if you made a hundred thousand dollars a year off your music, I don't see anybody in this room right now being pissed off about making a hundred thousand dollars off of their music this year. Not at all. Not at all. You know, so it, it's kind of mm. like let's get let's get to the hundred thousand, and then when we get to the hundred thousand, let's let's say okay, cool, we we should be able to push to a million. And when we get to that million, mm. you know, it, it just goes on and on and on and on at, at that point. But you know, I I, I think. It's just all about, first off, let's replace whatever job you have <laughs> right now and get paid off a of rap or whatever you're doing, if you're singing or whatever. But let's, let's you know, let's let's supplement this and replace this this check real quick. Yeah. All right. For sure, man. So any other questions? Oh, um, go ahead. Oh, I thought oh, so. that job. <laughs> Spoos is the biz, bit, biggest advocate, man. Like yeah. I don't know if y'all go and check Pretty out nice. Spoos McGee social media right now. He has a very nice ad uh, for paid the Paid in America campaign. I absolutely love that that ad. <laughs> that that's dope. Oh, with the snow. Yeah, with the snow. I saw that and I was just like, man, that is great. That is absolutely great. <laughs> I love that. I love I'm just trying to take every moment that I can and every idea that I can to push the brand. You know, because every time that I see Paid in America winning. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think I think ultimately when it comes to especially everyone that's on this line right now, we are in that space of indie that's bubbling in Atlanta. I think that's safe to say that we are in that space where, you know, maybe five five years ago you had, you know, the thug the young thugs and the um uh, y'all help me out with some of the names, but you know the people that were bubbling in Atlanta, and now you have a new guard of that talent that's bubbling. Migos, Migos all of those people, and now you have a new. It's, it's everybody has these levels that they've went through at some point in time, regardless of what people may think. Like everybody has those moments, and so you start at one level where you're doing open mics, and then from there you start doing your own shows, and now you're getting called, and now you're performing out of town. I mean, it's just different levels to everything that's going on, and. Right. Eventually, you're gonna to get to the point where people are like, man, when the last time you seen Theo perform in Atlanta? I ain't seen him in Atlanta in like, <laughs> been like about eight months since I since he been. You know what I mean? And, and that's where you want, and that's where you want to get to. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know, man. Y'all, y'all about uh, Bob, man, because he barely be in Atlanta. And he's from Atlanta, right? Bob yeah. was one of the ones. I I I personally remember seeing Bob detrimental. Performing, what was it? Uh, what's the spot off of Peachtree? Um, man, it used to be a spot off of Peachtree. Was it Django? I don't know. See, I might be dating myself. Y'all might not know about it, but he he performed there back when he had the Cloud Nine mixtape, and 
I remember wow. those. Yeah, I remember those days of him performing. And, you know, I think at the time he was actually signed with the Cloud Nine, but it was kind of like one of those, you know, like logic signs, like they're signed to the label, but don't nobody really know they signed to the label type situation. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to still show showcase him as an artist. But I remember those First days, time I saw man. Him, he was in creative loafing, floating on in some room, like just floating like he was uh, like meditating. Right. So, you know, it, it happens, man. Like, everybody has those moments. I think you have to really cherish those moments and and, and appreciate them <laughs> as hard as it is to appreciate them, but you have to appreciate those moments and, and grow from there because it's going to be a time where you wish you can go and pop into a, a, a spot that holds less than 200 people and just kind of, like, chill. Like, it's going to be moments when you're going to really wish you had that again as opposed to rocking in front of 6,000 people, so... Cheers to those 6,000. Yeah, I mean, even though I climbed up a little bit as far as, like, production, I still find myself doing ratchet shit sometimes just for the culture. Like, the other day I recorded a song in the closet in somebody's um, apartment, and it was just, like, really ratchet. But um, it was all love, and I said, one day we're going to laugh about this, you know? Right, right. Right. <laughs> Olin always doing – oh, I put your government out there. Spook's always doing it for the culture, man. Shout out to Spook. <laughs> And the climate, how the climate is, Spook. The climate, oh God, not the climate. <laughs> cool, cool, man. Well, look, if y'all don't have any other questions, man, um, we can wrap up. First conference call, I think it was cool. We had like, what, six people in the room, five, six people. We got to do better, but it's cool. We got to start from somewhere, right? It's yeah. growth. It's all about growth. So uh, y'all tell the people start. You're on to something. You're on to something, man. Hey, we we just right. trying something, man. But starting with Spoos, give everybody your social media, man. Tell them how they can connect with you, all that good stuff. You go to Google and you type Spooks McGee. Before you even finish typing it, it'll it'll pop up. Oh, he got cocky with it. Look at him. That's very clear. <laughs> that boy over there talking that Already. SEO talk. Look, at he talking that SEO talk. So he, he everywhere. SEO. Oh, yeah. I'm an SEO king. <laughs> Hi, Theo. Right. Theo. Yeah, man. Y'all can catch me uh, everywhere at Theo Taiwan. That's Theo T Y W A N at Theo Taiwan dot com. And I appreciate the love, man. Y'all can give me some good info. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Uh, G four all day. Yeah, yeah. G four the pilot underscore KT. I'm in a group. We just dropped. I want to say about two months ago. Uh, that tape is called. With a K, that's W-I-T-T-K. That's on Datpiff and uh, what was it Bandcamp. Uh, you can check us out. Also got uh, Mr. Cooper underscore KT and uh, Lowski Trouble underscore KT. So check us out, man. For sure. Who else? Uh, we got Coop. Coop still on the line? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, get the people your social uh, media. Everything. Everything paid in America, P-A-I-D-I-N-A-M-E-R-I-K-K-K-A. Paid in America. I think, is that it? That's so everybody? Cool. Who we missing? Yeah. I think that was it. Yeah, that was it. That's it? That's it. I mean, if you want to give them your social media. I mean, I, I should, right? I should. Thank you. Thank you, G4. Look, this is last name good. I go by last good name Hennessy good. Good Hennessy Show? Yeah. Well, this is not the Good Hennessy Show. 
The Good Hennessy Show is Monday know, nights on, um, on The Good Hennessy Show is Monday nights at 7 p.m. on LiveHipHopDaily.tv. Shout out to The Good Hennessy Show with my co-host Westside Jimmy. Uh, shout out to H, our EP. Uh, but yeah, you can follow me on all things social media at last name good. Uh, check the the brand paid in America. Coop already gave you that, and you're listening to the Straight Out the Damn podcast. So look, uh, as always, as I tell people, as always, look, please. If you haven't subscribed on iTunes, um, rate and review. If y'all in here right now, man, take the time. You know, if I can get all four or five of y'all to like go on iTunes and hit subscribe and then like rate and review the podcast, that'll be like super dope. If y'all could do that for me, I would really appreciate it. Um, but outside of that, man, as always, if you have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream, and work until that dream becomes a reality. I'm last name good at the Straight Out of Damn podcast. See you guys next week. The Straight Out the Damn podcast is powered by the Indie Creative Network.